Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Hey, Jake! I like video games. Hey, Tony, I like video games too. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hey, I Like That Game. Today, very special episode. Very so, big episode. I'm super excited for this one. So we're doing one of my favorite games of all time. Um, my actual favorite game of all time. Oh shit, really? No way. Yeah. Um, to break the suspense, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The classic N64 game. Pretty much everybody in the world has played this game, or at least almost all the people that I know. Um, if... Any of our uh, v- uh, listeners are kind of following the premise of the show. It's me and Jake try to get each other to play games that we like, really like from our childhood or in the in you know recent memory, and revisit them, make the other person play it. Then we're going to talk about why we like this game, or or maybe why our opinion has changed over time. Um, as as everyone knows at this point, me and Jake really love this game, so. Maybe Have figures. played it lots. Yes, played it a ton. So we might be thinking, okay, this doesn't fit in with the premise of the show. But it does, because we have a guest, a very special guest. Um, our very good friend Eric uh, from the Be Real Podcast Network, from the Movie Guys Podcast, a very close friend of mine. Eric, say hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Hey, I like that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eric has never played a Zelda game up until this point. Any uh, Zelda game ever. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like, it, it seems like such a ubiquitous, like, gaming franchise. But uh, when I found out that Eric had never played a Zelda game, I thought, you know, perfect opportunity to do an episode of our show with somebody who has zero nostalgia, zero connection to the Zelda universe. And we can really talk about, like, is this game as good as we remember it? Um... Spoilers! Yep, it, it, it fucking is. It totally it's is. perfect. <laughs> it's it great. defies it defies critique because it's just perfect. I don't know about that. There's <laughs> there's some really shitty parts about this game, but um, I would agree. Yep. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> so so maybe maybe what we want to do uh, is kind of just like get into your first impressions, Eric. Since like uh, you've never touched a Zelda game before, like maybe maybe tell us what you thought Zelda was before playing it and then kind of what you think of it now after playing you know one of the most sure. iconic of them you know like uh so obviously being a, a gamer and just from from youth to now it's in the culture i know what zelda is i i know who link is i know the characters you know they have obviously leaked into other games and to many games which i have played uh, i know the story i know the uh, some of the chimes and musics, you know, just everything's very iconic about that game. Obviously, for for good reason, right? And obviously, a very very long running franchise. Now, just to, to just <laughs> for the record, uh, my uh, my not playing any of the Zelda game is not due to disinterest. It's just one of those that it just never kind of came my way, and I just never. Picked it up. It kind of like a TV show. How everyone's saying, "Oh, you gotta watch this," and you go, "Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, it's on the list of things to watch. Maybe you'll get around <laughs> to it." Type thing. But it's, you're not just like I'm not pumped up for it. I feel like I, I already missed the hype train for it, and it's too late for me to get onto it. You know, um, Zelda before, was your Breaking Bad. 
Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> and uh, going into it, I am aware that it's just kind of like a uh, an adventure sword fighting game. I don't know. Third person uh, kind of... That's all I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever I hear of Zelda, like I think of two different modes. Either the old school NES gold cartridge... Uh, or the Ocarina of Time, kind of the the, the Polygon uh, 64, kind of what that is known for. Ocarina of Time, which we have, which I have played today, right? Yep. So that's what I had known for. But yeah, I didn't really, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't never looked into the gameplay too much. I didn't really focus on too much of it. Um, this one I've been told is a lot different from the other games. This was yeah. This one marked a huge tone <laughs> shift in yeah. not even tone shift, but like gameplay style shift, just because this was came out for the you know, Nintendo sixty four, so it was the first full three D Zelda a, game. Yeah, it's 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 the three D that changed the the changed the game like literally here is that like you know before like the the style or like the template of uh, Ocarina of Time was done in temp- uh, uh, Link to the Past. Like, you know, going from dungeon to dungeon, here's your item, this will help you through all the puzzles, and will probably be the weakness of the boss. You know, like that... A top-down kind yeah. of... But, yeah, but it, it was top-down, but, like, that that template was already done. Like, the big thrust into, uh, like, the new era, I guess, was it being 3D and making the combat way more dynamic. You know, like, people yeah. forget that Z-targeting, like, we take it for granted now like that has been used in games so many times now any sort of lock on and camera moves with you um style of combat it really kind of originated in this game like this was like the first game to have that and that changed changed everything around this combat was a lot more dynamic than i remember it being Mm -hmm. um just because you can like you move around the blocking works well and i don't know it might be kind of overpowered but I don't know. It, it it's I always I always kind of like equivocate uh, equiv- um N64 games with being like pretty clunky cuz like you play GoldenEye again for the first time in a while that game's really clunky. Yeah. But this was this was very smooth. This was, you know, it works well. Um it makes combat really fun and it kind of just invented that style of 3D fighting because there was really no precedent for it. Yeah. So Zelda had this game had to do all that stuff from scratch and it nailed it and it made the standard for third person action adventure games pretty yeah. much ongoing. Yeah, yeah, like the sword fighting is like you said, so dynamic. Like being able all right, I'm locking onto a foe and I can shift around them. You know, I can circle around them, I can wait for my opportunity. It like even though combat has evolved quite a bit since this game it it still feels like fresh you know it still feels like like a a fun activity to do because like you're waiting for somebody's opportunity to go like that staff was about to jump in i'm gonna backflip and then stab you know like or i'm gonna bring out a weapon and try to to peg the guy with it like it's oh so much Mm -hmm. fun dude it's so much fun i i I give this game a lot of respect. You guys appreciate it on a completely different level because I assume that you guys both had it when it was fairly recent, brand new. Yep. 64 was like the system to have. It was top. Um, and I have since been spoiled by a lot of other open world games uh, past mm-hmm. it. So you, you know me. I'm a big fan of the Ratchet and Clank series. And that's very much kind of like the puzzle platformer of a, same, uh, of a certain degree. Uh, or open world sandbox platforms of like Grand Theft Auto. 
uh, Borderlands, you know, a lot of these these games where it's it's quest driven. Hey, this is where you need to go. You you're right on over and you do your thing. And um, on a different, completely different level than this game was because you're saying this is the first one, and I'm trying to you know put myself back into kind of well the age mm -hmm. a little bit more. You know, trying to uh, and I it really helped out that this game really uh, the only thing that I find myself really being spoiled on is just graphics. Yeah. Everything else moves really... Like even uh, uh, the challenges are, are really... It's it, Like you said, it's very smooth and it's simplistic in what it wants you to do, but difficult in the tasks that it's asking you to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I really did appreciate that because a lot of the games now, like, they dumb it down. And this one, it it doesn't insult you. Like, it's not giving you... It's going to make you work for a little bit. But they're all so doable. You know, there's not anything that's going to shoot over your head. And it really makes it a lot more rewarding when when you figure it out. When you hear that, that, uh, that chime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when you hear the, the chest pop up, you know, or, or when you uh, unlocked uh, the, the little bit of a secret and you hear that... that Way to go, chime! It it really feels like oh shit! I'm I'm going like yeah da, 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 da. yeah. It's just <laughs> I'm moving forward, moving boom boom boom. Keep on going. I want to get this box, this this treasure chest because I don't know what's in it this time. Is it gonna be a silver key? Is it boss key? Is it a new arrow? Like what you know? Yeah, I want to know what this it, game has a very good sense of progress. Yeah, yeah. It really, Especially, like, it really even does within it the really dungeons, well. like the mini progress like from the start to end of dungeon and just within the game like you're really accumulating a lot of gear you know a lot more like health and power and whatnot there's a lot of good progression in this it's uh oh man this is a good game and, and it's <laughs> and it's like there's different levels of progression at least at least in my view of this is that like you know obviously it's okay you know you get the bow and arrow you get the the hook shot you get like your your items that are making you more powerful you're 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 uh you're collecting this this power but then there's optional stuff you know like there's the skulltillas there's the heart pieces there's all these little like optional, the big goron sword the big goron sword there's these like optional quests that you can do that fills out this world and, and will make you stronger, but it's optional. You know, like, um, this isn't, like, a new concept to games when this game came out, you know, like the side quests and stuff like that, but it, it, it really felt like, you know, you can do a bare-bones playthrough of it, which I did. Like, I didn't collect all the items. Um, I didn't get the ice arrows. I didn't get, like, any of the magics past Din's fire. Uh, I didn't do the big Goron sword. Like, I d didn't collect any of the heart pieces, really. I only did uh, maybe... 30 or so of the Skulltillas. Like, all that's optional, and I still felt powerful by doing it, but that would have increased, you know, tenfold if I actually would have did all of it, which I've done on, you know, playthroughs before, but, you know, for this yeah. recording, I didn't, I didn't really care. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... I think this team does a really good job of, you know, making the hero's journey. You know, you start as a kid, and you end up as an adult taking down this like massive superpower like it, it really the game scales with you uh as like the player progresses right like or at least that's how i feel uh the, the, like the narrative of the game um continues on it's, it's so fucking yeah. interesting and that's what a game should be that's what a lot of the games are is when you you start at the level one and you finish level 10 you mm -hmm. know it's uh, that's that's what a video game is is to give you that uh, that challenge and, and 
to overcome it, and it does a really good job of that over and over again. Yeah. Uh, with just a, a whole lot of different uh, uh, puzzle challenges to whether it be uh, just muscle memory skills with your fighting at the sword or how to outsmart the boss or to figure out what they're trying to make you do in this room. Yeah, it, they did a really good job of it, and I think it. Yeah, it's still better than a few of the games I've played today. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. It's it's an absolute. It's a match. Sorry, a- sorry, knack to to <laughs> shit on you for that one, but you know. Um, yeah, I I honestly think it's it's a masterwork in in game design. Um, it really is. But I mean that again. That's not to say this game doesn't have flaws. You know, like I think some of the dungeons are are kind of shittily put together or it's just like non-intuitive design um like i i'll always go back to the forest temple i think the forest temple has one of the most unintuitive okay. you just hate one thing about the forest temple no, no, and it's because you suck at the game no it has nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with that <laughs> so think- when you enter the forest temple there's like this kind of like atrium sort of like before the actual dungeon room yeah you could and say at that's the very not top of a temple. tree at the very top of a tree is the first small key and in this game you need to collect every small key in a dungeon to really progress except i think for the fire temple where you can miss one mm-hmm. but if you don't realize that there's a chest on top of the tree which why would you you're going to be running all over that temple looking for that one key you're missing, but it's in the first room that is, like, barely even considered part of the temple. That, that you could say very easily is not a part of the temple because you're not fucking inside the temple. Oh, my God, that was the dumbest thing to me. And it's like, I spent, I spent, I can't tell you how long, maybe 45 minutes retracing through that temple. And, like, I've played this game... You know, probably 20 times in my lifetime. I, I, I don't know how I keep forgetting about this, but, like, oh, that was so frustrating. And it's it just seems like it's non-intuitive design. Um, that, that was really frustrating. But, like, that's the only little quibbles that I have, you know, with the game is that, like, sometimes the – it doesn't feel like it's an intuitive um, gameplay progression through some of the temples – um, that's one of them. I, I, I think like the, um, you know, the ice cavern, like mini temple, like that's like a waste of space. Same with, um, the well, the bottom of the well. Oh yeah. Like, like the, those are just like, okay, cool. You're making me do this, these dumb little things. It, it feels like more of a distraction than a, than a real it's an eye roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like shit like that. It's like, oh, come on. But you know, these are small quibbles, you know. This this game is so good. Well, for for someone who's new to it, like I, you said, you're grabbing about forty five minutes. I, I think I spent maybe a little more than an hour on that. <laughs> the fucking and, uh, <laughs> Well, and that's but like um, I really learned a lot. Uh, I, that's when I switched to the because uh, I was playing on the computer, so that's why I switched to a controller on on the computer, and I just switched to. Because I, I needed a controller. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's the one thing that I, I really needed. So I switched to a controller, and it made it a, a, just so much more. Because I found my, my sword fighting skills then. I believe the Forest Temple, there's there's a room with, like, a bunch of hands. They're, like... Oh, yeah. That fucking room. And, like, and there was that one. And then uh, um, at the the water boss, too, I had told you about the... I, I, I had trouble, like, with these. I kept on because of camera, dying to, to things that I didn't think were worth dying for. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, how, how am I keep on dying to this? Because I can't move the camera that way or because I'm moving it regularly. 
towards something. And so having the controller helped out a lot. That made me control, uh, uh, I just really, I guess, fluidly uh, move throughout the camera work a lot more. And that nav button really helps out a lot. That is where I can switch the camera to go right center to his back. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. like yeah. That, to have that on repeat over and over again, because I'm pretty sure uh, I hit it so hard on my keyboard that I, I started peeling some paint <laughs> wearing off. Yeah. It's it's so interesting that, like, you know, this was one of, like, the first real giant 3D games, like 3D adventure games, and the camera is, is, is pretty good for the most part. You know, like, yeah. there are times when you're in, like, smaller rooms or trying to make specific jumps that I feel like the camera just gets in your way, but, like... It's so well executed almost everywhere else in this game that like you don't even think about the the times that you have issues with the camera. It... I have more issues with with aiming arrows. Really? And aiming the the slingshot. Like if, and when and you're like, like when that. you're free aiming it, like as opposed to like the Z targeting. Well, yeah, if you're yeah yeah that's exactly what I meant. Z targeting is obviously just yeah, you lock like, onto them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and shoot it. But no, when I'm like free, when I have to like uh, shoot at a, a a certain puzzle or something like that, uh, it was difficult to to kind of. I'd have to like usually like let one fly first to try to center it up a little bit. It's a little finicky, and if you don't like really know the spot on the the screen where you're gonna shoot the arrow, because there's no reticule to show you where you're gonna hit. Yeah, it's right. basically you just have to like you have to feel it. Yeah. So I yeah I that that, that is a little <laughs> rough. But, but you're right. It's channel the Legolas. Channel <laughs> but you're right. It's a feeling. Like um, when I started my playthrough, it uh, I was kind of shit at first. But like it quickly came back to me. Like that flow, that feeling. And by the end, I was sniping bats like flying. Oh, then you feel so badass when you get good at the bow at the end of the game. It's it's so great and like. Uh, a lot of games have that, but like this one feels even more because you know how shitty the aiming can be. So it's like, ah, I'm so good at this shitty mechanic. <laughs> you know, maybe mine was too sensitive because even with the reticule on the uh, on the uh, the Ropa or the Gatling, you know, thing. Oh, the uh, uh, long shot, yeah. Yeah, uh, even that sometimes would you know uh, maybe a little bit too sensitive where I'd, I'd miss a target because I'd pull too right or something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I get, these are all just small gripes. Uh, that's still that's actually. Believe it or not, probably my favorite weapon in the game. Oh, the hook shot? Is that what... I mean, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, the retracted... Uh, oh, what the hell's the name for it? It's the hook shot. The, yeah, the hook shot that it gets upgraded to the long shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that thing did some damage to a lot of those spiders later on, man. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really just, like, a cool item, too. I think they had that in Link to the Past, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just, like, adding the 3D to it makes it so much more, I don't know, it makes it so much more fun. Yeah, it, it's, like, the, the word we keep throwing around is dynamic, but it's, like, so much more of a dynamic weapon in 3D space, because in Link to the Past, it was, oh, there's a post, oh, there's a gap in between, you know, me and this post, well, you just hook shot yep. over to it, like, duh. And this, like, sometimes you just have to look up and be like, oh, shit, there's a hook shot thing there. Like, how do I solve this puzzle? It looks like I'll never be able to make it. It's like, oh, just look up. I can hook shot this. Or, you know, or in in the uh, Gerudo uh, castle or the... Um... Oh, the, the, like, the camp? Yeah, 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 the Gerudo camp, that's it. Um, when you can, when you finally figure out, like, oh, I can hook shot these, these wooden beams and I can, like, go across guards like that. It's like... My mind was blown. Just like, oh my yeah. god, you can utilize you know this what? places. 
that don't even have the the, the marking that you know uh, you see everywhere else. That like, little target or whatever. Yeah, yeah, super fun. That's a great example because in the other games that I played before, maybe uh, whether it be an Insomniac game or something like Neck, to those gaps, they're in they're clear as indicators of like either by color or by icon or by something that just like. Hey, this is where you're going next. You need to shoot this. But in this game, like you, actually have to guess sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like you, can, you, you just look like, onto yeah. wood stuff, and sometimes you're like not entirely sure. Like boxes, you can even hook shot into chests, and I didn't know that for mm-hmm. my first few playthroughs. And then I figured it out, and it was you know blows my mind that you can do that. Yeah. There's a lot of there's trying a lot of cool new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Seeing what you can shoot and what you can't shoot. Yeah, it's it's great. Like the the gameplay stuff is is really really well done. Like okay, so Eric has his favorite item in the long shot. Jake, what what's your like favorite Zelda item in here? Uh so uh, what do I say? Like when I was younger, I always thought the the big or the Megaton hammer yeah, was cool. Motherfucker. But the thing is, like that's gonna lead into one of my one of my few gripes with this game where. There are a lot of items you get, or like a few items you get that are essentially worthless. Like yep. they're just there to basically wall off progress for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they felt like the developers felt like they had to put a new item in every single dungeon. So they have to find some way to make that item relevant. So right. for example, the big Goron hammer, or not big Goron hammer, Megaton hammer. Um, it's like this big hammer you can use it to like smash pillars and like knock blocks out of the way that have been impeding your progress for the rest of the temple and you use it to kill the boss too but like after that like 45 minutes maybe of gameplay there's maybe like one or two switches in the entirety of the game where it's used so i don't know for the most part like that's completely relevant Ice arrows so, are completely worthless in this game. Oh, you yeah. You don't need to get those at all. There's no puzzle mechanic you need to use it for. There's literally nothing to use the ice arrows for. Uh, it's just in there. It's just in the game. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's in there to so, fill out a slot. Yeah, that's annoying. The big Goron sword, though, that was always really fun. I always I would rush to get that as soon as I became an adult because I just loved having the double damage. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely made the game... A lot easier for a first time runner. I, I I mean, I was frustrated still using it with a lot of uh, fights, and not even boss fights, like just regular creep mob fights. Like mm-hmm. those, some of them were difficult. Um, the ones I could think of were uh, like the, the skeleton warriors, Stalfos. with the uh, yeah, with the shields. Those guys were, were rough, or the, the the big ones with like the two handed. Oh, uh, the uh, iron like, knuckles. Iron knuckle. Those guys are yeah. so badass. That's a great enemy. I. Those guys were, yeah, that was a rough fight, man. They, uh, that was really cool. I, I like that. I like those fights where it's just like mini bosses almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so my favorite item for sure, like I really like the Megaton Hammer, like I really do. But I totally agree with you, Jake. It's like such a worthless item once you get out of the Fire Temple. Uh, right. You think it's gonna be like this badass extra weapon you have from now on, and it's, it's not meaningless. And it's and it's super like slow in its swing, and it doesn't do more damage either. So it's like I literally have no use for it. Like I tried during this playthrough because I I really like the look of that weapon. I like having a hammer. I think it's like a cool weapon. Um, I tried to use it more so like against Ganon, against other bosses where I could like use my sword. I'm like let's try the hammer. That would last for five seconds. I'm like, oh, fuck all this. Like, nope, not happening. 
Um, I think my favorite is the bow. Like, I, I really like the feeling of once you have the mastery of like aiming it, it it's so fun to be able to switch to it mid-fight or, you know, oh shit, something's like coming at me, like, bop, hit it with the bow, you know, or sniping something. Sniping's good in every game. Yeah, it's, it's, yep. it's really good. It's really, really good. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's the bow and just a regular straight up bow. None of the arrows, like the fire arrows are kind of cool. Uh, light arrows are obviously like pretty dope. Um, but yeah, just but they don't really bow. do anything. Yeah, the light arrows in this game, not like Wind Waker, where the light arrows are fucking awesome. Right, right. Dude. <laughs> like, or I mean, well, I won't spoil it. I think they did. They, I mean, I think I used the light arrows only towards the end, obviously. Yeah, before, uh, when I was. It's like another game uh, mechanic where it's only necessary for the boss, and then yeah, other only, than that, I it's, it's worth it for the this. boss. Yep, yep. Um, so, I, next thing I really want to talk about is just like kind of the flow of this game and kind of the overarching story of it so um i mean as some of our listeners know and all you guys know like i i really concern myself with the story of a game i think it's like you know a very important part of a game whether it's like super duper simple it's some stupid archaic doesn't make any sense story or if it's like a really well told you know narrative um i always like to, to focus on a story and i think this game like it nails what Zelda is about, and it really, for me, shaped all of Zelda going forward. Like, I had played the other Zeldas before this one, but, like, I was never attached to Link. I was never really attached to Hyrule. I didn't really care about the world so much, but then, like, as soon as this game, you know, I beat this game as a kid, I was just in, just completely enthralled by this world, and I think a lot of it has to do with just, like, the story itself. So, you wake up as a kid, you're just this little tiny, like, fairy-looking kid uh, in this empty house with nobody around. It's just like, oh, I guess I'll go save the world now. <laughs> like, you are the hero of time, like, the one that is... It's like, oh, was it today again <laughs> to save the world? The, right, the, you're sleeping in. <laughs> yeah, you are, the, you are the hero that is promised, and you have to, like, go out, set out on this epic journey um, that spans years, you know, like... Years. Yeah, there's a time travel mechanic in this game Which that is, doesn't get a lot of recognition, but it's actually very well done. It's it's incredibly well done. You know, like so the game starts off with your kid, you you kind of leave your elven village, which like none of the nobody else does. You finally venture outside your village. You find out that you're not actually a fairy kid. You're a, a Hylian, which is like kind of the most human uh, of all the races. Um, right. The, like the, the human analog. Yeah, exactly. Like they they age normally. They they look like normal human beings, whereas like the fairy kids never grow up. They they stay kids forever. Um, and you you venture out into this world, and you meet all these different races. You become kind of this um, like diplomat almost. Like you are the the connection between all these different races that are in the world you know you, you have your gorons which are your, your big kind of mountain beast looking people that are like super duper chill and eat rocks <laughs> like <laughs> um, like gorons are fucking great you got zoras they're like your mermaid people that are kind of shitty people um they're, they're super yeah. they're super snooty like in their dialogue it always seems like it's like oh these these, they're all judgy. They seem f like Frenchmen. That's what they seem like. <laughs> 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 um, 
And then you have who else do we have? We have Gerudu, right? The desert people. Um, right, yeah. Our female bandit tribe. <laughs> right, which is super interesting, right? Like, what an interesting culture to to like throw into this game. You know, a a female tribe that has a male born to them every you know couple hundred years. Yeah, there's some weird lore stuff in here that's not like really explained. <laughs> like yeah. why there's only one male born every thousand years or hundred years or whatever. Yeah, like how the fuck do they procreate? <laughs> like how right? how does this how does this uh culture live. I, I think it's all implied with that one male every thousand years, right? Like Gandorf be slaying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know... Well, you're getting the really overarching lore of the Legend well, of Zelda they, series, and, you know, the ever-repeating cycle of rebirth and death between the heroes and the, the villain. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I think all that's... No wonder why that guy thinks he can rule the world, man. He's been just nailing it for, <laughs> for years, man. <laughs> Just been a straight winning decades, <laughs> just straight winning. But but yeah, like I think this this game is such an interesting like cultural piece of like I, I mean like you can't I don't you can't call it literature. It's like it's a cool creative work because it mm-hmm. it really is talking about you know race to a certain extent. You know you got this kid Link who is able to converse with and save all these different types of people and and as like the the voiceless protagonist it's just like you just do it because you are goodness embodied right like you are good there is no sort of doubt in link the entire time you know it's not like uncharted where sometimes you question nathan nathan drake because he's murdering all these people like yep Billions you know, of dollars of archaeological damage. Right, and and that's like, and they they lean into that through the 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 narrative of the Uncharted games. Like, is Nate actually a good guy or a bad guy? Um, He's whereas, a bad guy. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, but in this, it's it's cut and dry. You have Link is the good guy, Ganondorf is the bad guy, and that's it. And it's it's kind of talk. It's just talking about growing up as a hero and just doing the right thing like that's kind of the message of the game i love that i absolutely love that it's such a good it's such a good story keep it keep it simple and keep it classic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and and it works because it doesn't need to be uh some groundbreaking you know formula here it's it's your characters that shine and it's the it's the world that is, that is in also another character into it, and so, and they've, they've done it. Like, obviously, all of these characters have have survived well beyond their years in uh, in culture, mm-hmm. and they're just they're they're part of it now. When you think Nintendo, it's it, Link is right along with there with with everyone who is uh, uh, just as is long term famous. You know, yeah. Link, Link Mario obviously without a doubt is the most most popular in the world and mm-hmm. Link's got to be right by, right there on the, the you know yeah. the second step. Yeah, I Link Zelda Ganondorf like they're so iconic to this game. Um and, and just to like gaming in general. And like yeah. Can, and this game is like the aesthetic style that people think about when they think of those heroes. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and like Ganondorf like I would love to talk about Ganondorf for a second because like he is <laughs> such a good villain. And it's something that I think Zelda games up until this point kind of sucked at. You know, like, the villains were always not the greatest. I mean, like, obviously you go all the way back to the NES, and it's 
it's obscured in the fact that like, hey, these games are really hard to make and they have like really uh, kind of a low bar for tech and all that. So it's 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 really hard to, to make this like convincing villain in those yeah. games. Yeah. You get to link to the past and it's like, okay, like you you got kind of a, a a villain starting to drum up, but it's it's really about like the hero's journey in that one. In this game, as soon as you're introduced to Ganondorf, it's like, okay, this motherfucker's up to trouble. You know, like there's right there's something off with this guy. And then the entire does this look right? Look look suspect, Tony. Well, I mean, the first the first time you see Ganondorf, it's you looking through the window with Princess Zelda, and he looks at you, and it's like gives you the evil eye. Yeah, yeah, and like Zelda's like, I don't like this dude. You know, like he seems a little fucked up. Well, and this is like an interesting thing about this game. That's cool. Ganondorf wins. Yeah, he takes over the world, and it's kind of yeah. like. The, it's sort of Link's fault, too, because what happens in the story is um, you're getting these sacred stones as a child to try to prevent Ganondorf from accessing the Triforce, which basically gives lots of superpowers. So you're gathering these up, and then at, once you get it all, you basically like, open the door to the Triforce, and like uh, then you get access to the Master Sword, you pull it out of the pedestal, and what that does is it, like, traps your body and soul for, like, seven years so that you can be more of a hero's age. But in that time, since you opened the door and, like, basically opened access to the Triforce, Ganondorf just walks right in, seizes power, and then when you wake up from your seven-year coma, he's taken over the world. And, like, destroyed it. It, like, yeah. absolutely changes the world in big, big ways. Yeah, like the yeah. cat, like he destroys the castle. Like Hyrule Castle is like not there anymore. He there's can, zombies in the square. Right. There's yeah. there's no people living in the city anymore. Zora's domain is frozen over. Uh, like Gore, like uh, Death Mountain is just like completely on fire, like constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, and he tri like. After once you become an adult in that game, that's where I, that's where Gandalf really becomes like this amazing villain because because of the fact that he won and destroyed this world. But the very first boss in the first temple, as an adult, you face in in the forest temple, you face Phantom Ganon, and it's just like you know a version of him that you have to fight, and that's a hard boss fight. Like that's not an easy boss fight in in, in any. At least to me, like, I, I struggled with it. I fucking died, like, nine times to this thing. I don't even know why. I have no good excuse other than I fucking suck. Um, but, like, there's dialogue between you and this phantom about, like, Ganondorf's like, oh, so, like, you're finally, like, you're finally trying to take me on after all these years, you know? Like, let me see what you got. Um, he's, he's, like, poking at you. And, like, it, like, he... He's trying to make it seem like you are, like, some punk kid, you know? Like, he's like, there's no way you're ever going to defeat me. Like, typical boss, yeah. villain fashion. Um, but, like, he makes you not like him throughout the entire game because of what he did to the world that you already have become attached to as a kid, you know? Like, right. so you want to kill this guy. You want to defeat the evil. And, like, that's something that I think Legend of Zelda's been chasing ever since. It's, like, a really solid villain because they fucking nail it with Ganondorf. Absolutely. And just the, 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 the game of it all, all together. And I, I just... 
Is this what uh, Breath of the Wild is, is? No. I mean, after watching you play it, Tony, I mean, well, no, because uh, after this, I looked up what other Zelda games there are, and there are, obviously there are many more, but uh, um, to kind of have it in the same uh, kind of 3D realm that, that this is in, to match that same expectation, it seems that uh, uh, the Breath of the Wild, people are, are saying that it's just, this is the, the game that they wanted, right? That this is the... At least is what I'm, I'm hearing from, from the sources online. So, so like, Breath of the Wild is the next touchstone in, in Zelda. Like, you have the original Zelda, like, the originator. Then things completely change with, with this game, Ocarina of Time. And then it, a lot of the Zelda games that came after it kind of fit into the same mold, um, for the most part. And it, it kind of got stale to a certain degree. It's It's... Go to this dungeon, get an item. Go to this next dungeon, get an item. It, like it's, it follows that same template, right? Breath of sure. Breath of the Wild blows all that up. Blows yeah. all of that up completely. Um, what you lose, and it's it's incredible. That game is so fantastic. I can't wait to do an episode on that game uh, at some point. But um, the thing that is lost in Breath of the Wild is um, more of the story. Um, at least to me, since it's an open world game, open world games typically have a harder time telling a really cohesive narrative because of the non-linearity of it. Right. Um, and this one is profoundly non-linear. Like, you don't even have to discover the cutscenes in sequential order. So you get stuff, like, coming at you all over the place from, like, whatever part in the timeline you're not really sure. It works well, definitely, but it does lack that same, like, narrative punch that comes from, like, mm -hmm. linear storytelling. But... Yeah, like, I just got a Switch, and I have been playing Breath of the Wild nonstop. That game is just a masterpiece. Yeah, it's 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 a masterclass in, in, in game development and making it very fun. And it still feels like a Zelda game, too. Like, that's the crazy right? thing about it. That's what I was really worried about, but it does. It still feels like a Zelda game. Every franchise has to has the, uh, that one, you know, yeah. right? That, that one where it's just like, okay, if you're talking about Mario, then this is obviously the one that you talk yeah, about. Yeah, and... and for me, like, if we're, if we're talking about Mario, like, I can clearly point to, like, one or two Mario games that are, like, those are my Mario games. So those are the ones that I think are really good. I know there's a lot of good Mario games, but those are the ones I'm very interested in. And in the past, Zelda was always, to me, basically one or two games. Like, it was this game, Ocarina, and then, like, Wind Waker... Like, those, like, the one directly after this game that, like, I really thought were, like, these are fucking great games. I like Twilight Princess. Skyward Sword's a piece of shit. Um, and some of the other um, DS ones are really fun. And Link's Awakening's really dope. Um, oh, Link's Awakening is great. That's that, the dark horse of this franchise. Yeah, that, that game's really, really cool. Um, but, like, yeah, my, my mind always went back to Ocarina. as like, this is the one, right? And now that I've played Breath of the Wild, like... It gives me the same feeling that Ocarina did um, when when I first played it. It's the same sort of thing. I, mm -hmm. I just want to keep visiting that world again. I want to keep going back into it because it's engaging gameplay. And the lack of narrative kind of sucks, but there's still a lot of cool little stories in it. And more so than that, your story is what is the, the best part about that game. You know, the... Because it's an open world game, you, you can you do your own thing, you know, and like the crazy right. shit that happens, you know, because you're just fucking around in this world. Like it's it's your story more than it is like Link's story. 
Yeah. Um, but, but whatever. Fuck bird person in that game, though. Yeah, that guy's a, <laughs> that guy's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, uh, is it kind of funny that uh, the whole Princess Zelda and, and Seek, or is it... Sheik. Right? Yeah. Sheik uh, thing was only... I knew about that only because of Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was such a so, cool a cool turn. Like, I remember right? as a kid being legitimately shocked by that. <laughs> So yeah, like when that happened, I was just like, "Well, yeah, I, I knew that was gonna happen." Like obviously, been, obviously, this weird you. slight boy that's yeah. been following me around as an adult is actually Princess Zelda. <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Which kind of like, you know, until you know she reveals herself and get gets captured uh, by Ganondorf. It's sort of like a cool, defying the like the damsel in distress sort of archetype because she's been out and about and surviving and like resisting for those seven years while you were gone. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. It's pretty bad. I appreciate twists in, in those games. You know, like, a few other games that have done it, you know, uh, or with a reveal like that usually do with, like, a death. You know, like, some character that's been with you uh, for so long, and then, you know, then you have them killed. Uh, Ares, you yeah. know, uh, is one that's just kind of that come to mind, as far as, you know, it being a, a pop culture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or game culture type of thing. But, uh, yeah, like, those reveals are, are nice to have in a story, because... It's so often, or so uh, often that you have developers trying to make some sort of uh, uh, story emotional, and it's just like, well, it comes off as silly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Where why is this character doing this? Why? Why are they? What's? Why is what's happening? Is something that I should even care about? Um, the hero has no emotion whatsoever to what's happening. Like, just kind of things like that, too. And at least in this game, albeit maybe uh, uh, two or, or three kind of templates they have of, of different facial reactions. <laughs> yeah, the shocked link and then the determined yeah, link. Yeah, deadpan link, yeah. <laughs> then rescue bitch it. face link. <laughs> and, that, and that's all that works, you know? It, that's what they need. I just need, you know, the, the ah, look... When when Zelda is getting put into her pink crystal and taken away, you yeah. know, yep, like that's that's all you need instead of him just kind of standing there, just kind of looking straight ahead as she's being levitated in the air, still straight ahead, doesn't break eyes, you know, just <laughs> straight faced, just breathing heavily. I, obviously, I think one of the things too that that really captured my attention uh, through this playthrough was like the the playful use of the camera too, you know, like because it's a 3D game and they have this dynamic camera that, that spins around, they utilize it in cutscenes quite a bit. I mean, like... They had it really good. You're right. Like, that was one thing I actually wanted to talk about, uh, bring up, is, like, the cinematography was actually... I was like, this is a 64 game. Right! It's, like, it's so smart. Even from the very... Since you turn the game on, from, you, from the moment you hit go, they immediately go into something that is... has never been seen before in a game... Um, at that time, and I think it's it, it, people struggle with it even now, but camera is following a first person of this unknown thing, which is a fairy, and it's moving through this town, like, showing all the different characters that are in right. your first town, and it even bumps into a fence as it's trying to go through. It's, it's like, such an interesting way to, to kind of skew your expectations, because before this game, like, it was always just, like, why would you ever have the camera on anything other than the hero? That doesn't make any sense. Like, it does this really interesting cinematography thing. And, it, and that comes up numerous times throughout the game. Like, they're always using different camera tricks. Like, one of my other favorite ones is in the, the Spirit Temple. 
like when you're first getting into it, they they do a lot of stuff of yeah. all right. This is from Sheik's perspective. You know, like you see Link walking to the temple. It's like oh nope, he, Sheik's above, looking down on you, and you're about and she like pounces down to you know, give her little spiel. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, give you a song. Like, Right, yeah. Pan shots and like follow shots, uh, like camera moving over like terrain or moving up to a castle, mm-hmm. like, th- like th- that's a lot of time and work, especially right. for a sixty-four. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's like, something I didn't really start to appreciate until I did the playthrough for this for the for this episode. Yeah. Like, I'd always kind of take it for granted because I'd played this game so much. But then when you're looking at it with more critical eye, like you were saying at the very beginning when uh, Navi is coming to find you. I was like, oh, they're establishing this map right now. They're showing yeah. you everywhere you can go. And this isn't just like a little like aside. This is a deliberate narrative and gameplay choice to show you what you ha- like the area you're going to have to explore to get the rupees to buy the shield. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, God, this game is so good. This game is so good. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so excited to do a play it again. Yeah. If uh, is there any talks of like there being because uh, even with all of the the cam work as we're talking about it, it actually allowed me to I- ignore a lot of the outdated artwork and it's not anything that obviously should be appreciated now. I mean it's it's older artwork. Was there any I you know thought of maybe doing an HD remix to this game? Uh, so they did a re-release for the 3DS uh, with updated oh. graphics. Obviously not like you know straight HD because 3DS isn't super powerful, but. It was updated, like, graphics were made a little bit better. Um, I forget what exactly other little tweaks they made, but they, you know, basically, like, remade the whole game, and it's it's good. It's really good, and they also included... Oh, they did a Master Quest edition of this, so essentially yeah. they... It's, like, the same game, same story, but they made it more... Like, the puzzles more difficult, and, like, the enemies did more damage and everything, and that is such, like, a, a weird thing that like doesn't they don't like that's never really been done and hasn't like since been done to a game where they like have an official re-released version that makes it more difficult yeah yeah i mean like now that type of stuff is covered in like a hard mode or like a challenge right mode or, that's, or mods or something right exactly dlc of some sort like but this was just like hey we know you guys love this game we're, we're yeah we'll go we'll this dig game back came into out it. like eight years ago we're gonna make another version of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's well like uh is it but it's an official yeah it's an official one yeah yeah released yeah. so by... it's actually it actually has a nintendo stamp on yeah it. it's called yep. master quest yeah uh, and then on the okay, 3ds say, on the 3ds version it comes with master quest too because i'll say you could relate it to like uh oh, what's a panga world what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Super Mario World for oh okay oh, okay. Okay. okay yeah 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 and then the Super Panga World where they had a lot of people kind of just redo this is like pre Mario Maker ah gotcha gotcha uh yeah all right since since we're talking about like the, the like the cinematography of this game like there's there's two things I really want to talk about this world that this game in particular really really made me. Um, love and like it still strikes it's a very two striking images you know the the image of the triforce you know as this very powerful um magical force in the world like they do a lot of um cut scenes and narrative around the triforce like what what is it you know it's it's kind of the embodied brings balance yeah it's yeah it's the balancing force in the world it's it's like yeah they don't really define what sort of powers that it like 
bestows. Yeah, because it could just be anything, right? It's just kind of the it's the miracle you know maker. But like they really go into um, why the tri like how the Triforce came to be. You know, the three different goddesses came together and, and merged into this into this being, and it's it's such a powerful icon and a symbol, right? And you see it all over the world. It's not just at Hyrule Castle. It's everywhere. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. like, Hyrule Castle, it's it's the most prominent. It's on almost fucking everything. But, like, everywhere in this world, you see this logo. You see this icon. And it's like, you know it's this deeply rooted, magical thing that, like, it, it, it makes it so mysterious and interesting to me. And, like, it's, it, it feels like it's really a part of the world. Um, so when you get the Hylian shield and it has the Triforce on it, you feel like... Yes, I'm. I am the hero of time. I am, you know, this this uh, prince that was promised that will save the world, type thing. Um, God, you got Game of Thrones on your mind. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> tomorrow, man. Tomorrow's first <laughs> starts tomorrow, dude. Um, well, Nintendo knows how to market uh, an icon. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, and like it. When I see that symbol now, I instantly think back to this game and to these characters, into this world, and it feels very powerful to me. Like I don't know if you guys feel the same way about it, but like it, I love that symbol, and I and I love that they actually, you know, really weave it into the story and the fact that Ganondorf, like the the three main characters, Ganondorf, Link, and Zelda, are kind of agents of the Triforce, of the different pieces of it. You know, um, yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, the other thing is the Master Sword is like the coolest thing in the world to me. Like, we're talking about how the graphics seem outdated and it, it still looks good, but like, ah, these graphics. I don't care what anybody says. The most iconic thing in this entire game is when you first step into the Temple of Time and you have access to the Master Sword and you look in this giant chapel and there's light coming in from the top of the room and it's kind of shining down on the sword but it's not exactly on it it's this really really basic clean looking room with a sword in the middle of it and it's just like this very powerful image to me um like i i think it looks so cool and like the idea of pulling a sword from a stone and you know becoming a hero is 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 an interesting idea to me and i've always liked that um but yet like burned in my memory banks is the look of the temple of time with this with the sword just sitting there like waiting for you to pull it out um god i love that so much so the camelot feel that just like it's all honored just like oh there there's the adventure right there yeah i i look at that i love that image like i i really really like it and like throughout the rest of zelda they kind of do the master sword in different ways like the master sword constantly comes up um, some games even tackle like the origin of the Master Sword, which is kind of cool. Um, but usually, the the they either try to do it two different ways. The Master Sword is either hidden in a temple, or it's in the wilderness. Like it's just like it's always in right. a pedestal, but it's in the forest, surrounded by trees and animals and all this like happy stuff. Like it's such a powerful like image to me. You know, this like evil slaying sword. You know, like ah, I love it so much. Kind of happens like the, the lost artifacts. It happened in uh, what Secret of Mana, yeah. right? Where the sword was uh, in a in a river. I think it was lost in a river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that yeah. that symbol of good. You know, it's just this sword. You know that that 
that can banish evil. It's great. I love it. And and the do-gooder who who comes across it, man, he's like he holds it like a trophy, man. Kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah, as a as a kid, I I would uh, associate it to when you know if you were holding up the aggro crag, man, that was like the gold medal. <laughs> that yeah, was like that's crack. like the gold medal. Yeah, you get a piece of the crag. That's the that's the Olympic gold medal for when you're when you're ten years old, right? right? Yeah. Like that's just like it's. Like, fuck everything else. I'm bringing this to school with me. Yeah, it's half my height. I'll commit to it. Yeah. Like, people need to know. And and I think part this, of it... This is what I have. I think part of it, too, like, the Master Sword in general, it's, it's such an interesting narrative choice that as soon as, you know, Young Link tries to pull the sword out, he is instantly trapped in time because as a young child, you can't handle the Master Sword. Like, that's how I always perceived it. Is that like it is such a powerful tool for taking down evil that mm-hmm. a little kid can't handle this. So the Master Sword knows, or the Triforce knows that we have to get this person prepared by you know skipping through time. Kill, kill some monsters. Please. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Free some spirits, free some sages, and then come back to me, kid. Mm-hmm. So we've been essentially saying nothing but great things about this game for the better part of an hour, with about two critiques being that the graphics haven't aged super well, and there's a shitty key location at the beginning of the forest temple. Fucking terrible. <laughs> and the shadow temple kind of sucks. Yeah, like I was going to say, like what kind of like critiques or uh, like big negatives do you have against against this game? Like anything that hasn't really... Here's one. I I felt that there were a lot of unnecessary fights or creeps that was just kind of like, okay, well, like, uh, or things that really weren't uh, uh, spelled out. Like, for the game being as simple and easy as as I say that it is, there are ones where you're just like, all right, well, I'm in this room. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do next? And it's just because maybe the color tones, because things mesh and, and camouflage so well, with each other and they're in the palette that it's just like, well, I didn't know that there are fucking bats flying around here that I got to shoot all of them. I didn't know that there was a stick in the corner. I got to light on fire, you know, and, and to do all these things in it. Uh, um, but then I say this and I, I, I try to give it the benefit of the doubt because I'm, I might be spoiled on these new games where there's, there's such bright indicators about where you're supposed to go and what to do next. And this is a part of the game to have you figure it out. You're going to have to do it on, on your own type thing. And I'm sure there are a lot of secrets that I missed uh, for it too. But I guess a lot of groups that I have are, are some of it's just like, oh, man, like, I, you know, don't make it, uh, uh, make something stand out here. Like, that one was, was just like, I'm running back and forth for like 10, 20 minutes here trying to figure this thing out. And because there was a, you know, a, a glitch or something that wasn't so readily pointed out, I just, I wasted it. And now I'm frustrated and I just... I gotta skip through this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, are, there are parts where where you're stuck, where it's just like, well, I didn't know I was supposed to go here next. Yeah. I didn't know that I was supposed to hit this next. I didn't know I was supposed to do that next. Yeah. And you only can do that if you're actually like um, running around swinging. If you're actually running around and know what to look for. And uh, oh, sound cues was another big one too. Um, I needed to turn up the volume a bit more. That was on me, but there are there are uh, a lot of sound cues you can hear too. Yeah, yeah. It, like I think the the perfect example of like what the fuck am I supposed to do right now? Like it's just like a just almost like you need to buy a guide to get it. To me, was the big Goron sword. 
that quest absolutely that quest never made any logical sense to me that's why i never did it because it's just like oh, okay i have to get a blue chicken and then i have to get eye drops and like and then i have to get like a ticket it's such a weird progression of items you have to get it's the dumbest fucking thing it's so <laughs> dumb um i hate all strange world yeah, i yeah i hated that no i i remember i got this game really young i i needed needed a guide to play it so i like i always had a guide when i was playing this game which i think is why i still kind of have a vaguely encyclopedic knowledge of this <laughs> game itself but like yeah it's it's very difficult to figure out even like i'm i can imagine like it would be tough uh like playing it for the first time now uh even with like, the benefit of just being older and having a lot more video game experience i think there would probably be a lot of places that would get stuck, and I think kind of artificially so, like the key in the forest temple we were talking about. All the time. Or even, yeah. like, the water temple. There are so many circuitous, like, non-intuitive paths you have to take in that, and the mechanic for raising and lowering the water is just so cumbersome and time-consuming that if you miss up one thing or you have to, like, explore around to try to figure out what you missed, it takes so much time, and it seems like such an artificially bloated dungeon. People yeah. always talk about it as, like, a paragon of, like, dungeon difficulty is Ocarina of Time, Water Temple, which I think it kind of is, but I don't think it's really earned, which no. annoys me. No. I, like, I think, the, like, everyone likes to shit on the Water Temple, and I mm -hmm. don't, I don't think the Water Temple is that bad, but, no. but like, like you said, Jake, it's, if you don't know the sequence, you're gonna ruin, you're not gonna ruin, you're going to waste a right. ton of time because once you drop the water level if you weren't supposed to do that it's like oh i have to go all the way around this temple this temple again to get it to the right water level it's just ah and having to re like equip and unequip the iron boots it's just like man right. it's it's more of a hassle than anything else same thing with like the well the well the ice cavern and honestly the Shadow Temple in general. I, I, I think, like, they're all kind of just like, ugh. It's just taking so much time, and, like, these aren't engaging, like, experiences for me. Like, I didn't... I don't love those dungeons, but, like, for every one of those dungeons, you have something like the Spirit Temple, which I really want to, like, deep dive into the Spirit Temple after this, but, like, Spirit Temple is fucking amazing. And then you have... You know, the I think the Fire Temple is, like, really kind of an amazing temple and experience, yeah. too. Or all of all three of the, like, quote-unquote temples or dungeons as a kid, I think are really engaging. Like, I really... Oh, no. Fuck Dodongo's Cavern. Dude, Dodongo's Cavern's great. I love Dodongo's I, Cavern. I hate that one. Why? <laughs> I, it's just... it's There's really, like, no difficulty there. It just seems like a half hour aside like it's just like sort of there because you need an extra dungeon that doesn't really do anything super unique the boss is just extremely easy and like not super well designed so it's kind of forgettable i don't know that dungeon just it doesn't it doesn't really do anything to me for me it just you it, know as it, it, it you're talking me. about the water temples and like the environments and the challenges that they have and solved and, and again me going comparing uh, this game to uh, many other games that have been like it. Mm -hmm. uh, I in, in talking about how I was frustrated about the labyrinth that was in these dungeons because I didn't know where the hell to go, uh, versus the other games where it's so easily highlighted. I think there's there's a trade-off here because those other games that I play where the path is so easily 
laid out and lit for you. The highlight is in the battle system, is in the fight, where uh, this game, it seems that a lot of the highlight is in the environment and is in the the, the, the puzzle and, and that part as well. And uh, the, the fighting, although uh, well done, it takes a back seat to, to that other form of progression. To the puzzles. Like, the, yeah. Th- yeah. the thing that should be, like forefront in an adventure game like this series does incredibly well like one thing that like really really made me happy playing through this game again was there's one switch in particular in the spirit temple where there's like a pillar in front of you you see your switch on the other side of it and you're like how the fuck do i like get at this thing you're like oh yeah the boomerang can like swing around that hit it and come back to me like that realization is like it's such a simple little trick but it's like so engaging such a fun little mechanic and like there's so many of those little things throughout this whole game like shooting an arrow through a flame uh like a torch to hit something that's you know uh frozen in ice yeah yeah stuff like that's really cool right and it's like the game doesn't tell you to do that it's like you just have to figure it out. It's like, oh, there's fire here. Huh, that's odd. Oh, there's ice over there. Well, how the fuck do I do this? It's just like you have to you have to think through the problem. Like, well, let me try this. You know, like, let me see if this works. And then it totally does. And it's something that Breath of the Wild does really well, uh, too. It's just like t- trying to figure shit out. That's always been the strength of Zelda games. It's just like these puzzles. You know, they're always so fun and engaging. Um what else do I hate about this game? I'm trying to think. Like, is there anything? Yeah. I, I really got to don't, don't force it too much, you know? Well, <laughs> I think... The, we talked about this already, but, like, some of the items are useless, and it feels like it's just, like, fleshing out... That's filler. Yeah, it's like fleshing out your your uh, you know yeah. uh, inventory screen, you know? They're like, well, if we're going to make this symmetrical, we got to fit this many items in here, you know? I mean, it, again, it's filler. It turns a uh, 40-hour game into a 50-hour game. When I was young and first got this game, the Shadow Temple scared me, so I always had to have my older brother play it for me. <laughs> I guess so that's a critique. What, a, <laughs> what about the Spirit Temple uh, is, your, is your chance? Okay, so here's the thing about the Spirit Temple. Like, so... The way this game is set up is, as a kid, you go through these three dungeons that are kind of focused on three different um, cultures, like cultures of people. Great Deku Tree, which is like the the forest kids. Um, Then you got Dodongo's Cavern, that's the Gorons. And then Jabu Jabu, which is the Zoras. Um, Mm. You are introduced to the idea of the Gerudo with Ganondorf, but you really don't see them at all in this game until you get to the spirit temple like they are not really discussed any anything past uh ganondorf and the spirit temple is like the perfect like isolated story arc where you meet the sage you know as a kid like you try well you try to go to this temple as an adult and you realize then like sheik's like you have to go through time to do this like now that you can travel to this temple you have to use time to your advantage. So you have to come back as a kid, meet the sage, start half of the temple, come back as an adult, and finish it. Like, that mechanic alone is is awesome to me. Like, it's really cool, it, they, yeah. They're mm-hmm. leveraging the fact that you can utilize your kid form again. Like, that's so smart. And then they, they yeah. bring back that fucking owl that's constantly talking in your face. Like, 
at that uh. temple, which is which is great to me. Like, I actually really like that owl. Like it's such he's How? such a because he's like a <laughs> he does talk shit. He talks a lot of shit, but like I'm so drawn to like the being a young kid versus being an adult thing. Like the owl is like your your guiding force, kind of like Sheik is your guiding force as an adult. The owl is that for you as a kid. So I like how they bring the owl back for that temple just because it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, you've grown You're an adult you, now. You've grown up. You know, like, he even says, wow, you've managed to, to figure out how to time travel and, like, you've really grown up and all this stuff. Like, it's, it's a reaffirming, like, awesome thing that they do to bring that back. But, like, the, the shadow or the, the spirit temple shows you that all the Gerudus are not bad. They're not all bad people because before that, you only see Ganondorf, this really evil person. You only, um, you're only fighting against them at their fortress. You know, you're thinking that these are all just bad people, but they're not. You know, they're misunderstood or, you know, what whatever. Um, I, I love that. And, like, they, they set up the boss... Um, ahead of time too like you you play through your half of the the dungeon as a kid and then the bosses like the twin rova the the witches like uh, the right hand uh, women to to ganondorf you know trap the sage and you have to go as an adult to, to save her like i love that and like the, that boss has a ton of dialogue and has a, a lot of character like twin rova is such a um, iconic boss to me. Like, all of the bosses in this game are pretty awesome and, and great, outside of maybe one or two of them. But, like, that one in particular was just so fascinating to me. Um, just because it's so focused on these people that you don't really have a connection to until that point in the game. Um, I love it. And I think the puzzles in that um, dungeon are the best, too, only because you can leverage everything that the game has done so far basically you know um i agree mm -hmm. yeah, that, yeah. that's the one with like the where you have to like redirect the sunlight and yeah. stuff yeah 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 I, I really enjoyed that one that was really cool and, and, like that one was you see the mirrors you know what's going on i know where to go next yeah and like just getting to it is a fascinating journey too you know you have to go save these carpenters and then you travel across the desert and get and you can easily get lost in this desert like it's a it's a very like it's a hardship it's a hard thing to do um and it it really instills at least in me as i'm playing it like fuck link is going through some shit to to save the world and like that that section of the game i think communicates that the absolute best those carpenters uh were weird <laughs> right <laughs> they're, they're... like and the way that they would run away they'd be like, you know they did like they would like this little sway that they when they when they would run away always with the mouth open i think or there were, were those mustaches i'm not too sure yeah. and, and their arms are just flailing like oh yeah yep. like just swaying side <laughs> to side like what what the hell and just like just a horrible infrastructure by the way too if you're gonna have all these people in a jail then like why so far apart from each other what the hell are you doing like <laughs> like have a have a jail room you know yeah. like yeah but um they they you know, were rather than putting one in the west wing east wing south wing like what the hell man one across the desert <laughs> the the one other thing that i forgot to mention why another reason why i love the spirit temple is because that's where you f first get introduced to the iron knuckle to the giant, yeah. like, hardest enemy, uh, normal enemy in the game. And it's introduced in such a 
interesting manner. So you have to fight it as a kid. As a little kid, you have to fight this giant iron knuckle oh, thing. and it's so hard. And it kicks your ass when you're a kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Be the shit out of me. Um, and it's, the iron knuckle is sitting on its throne. It doesn't do shit until, like, you go up to it and, like, start something with it. It's just chilling there. Like, he's, he's just ready, like, I, I don't even see you. He doesn't even see Young Link. He's like, what the fuck is this kid all about? And, like, the fact that you can lead him into knocking down the pillars to give you more hearts, which you absolutely yeah. like, need to get. Um, again, not something that the game tells you to do. You intuit Found that on accident. Yeah, you, you intuit it. Yeah, like, you find it by accident, or you're like, well, maybe if I lead him into this. You know, like, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And, and I love mm-hmm. that is kind of the midway point in that um, dungeon because that is like the ultimate feat for a young kid is to defeat this massive iron giant of a person. Um, yeah, and, and that's pretty much the final boss for the kid. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a cool way for it to go out. Like, wh- and then what turns out to be a mini boss as an adult? Then you have to fight two of them as an adult. <laughs> Ooh yeah! yeah. Like, it's just I I love that temple. God, it's so good. It's so good. Good stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed this game. I'm so happy you did. I was I was worried that we were gonna get on this and we were just gonna <laughs> shit talk Ocarina of Time for an hour. <laughs> it's it's not it's not my favorite, I can tell you that. Like I've obviously had a, a lot more fun playing other games. Like I could see like um what I'm doing is I'm giving the game respect. Bec- and well deserved, I think, because for this game, like for I'm not wowed by a whole lot of it, but I mean for what it when it came out like, I can imagine this game being like, holy shit, like, uh, kind of like how I, I remember playing Final Fantasy for the first time, you know, or Grand Theft Auto for the first time, when it first mm-hmm. came on, like, PlayStation 2, remember, like, when it first came out, you were just like, this is new, this is, I've never seen done this one before, and so I can see this game being just that, and before all of those that I, I had, uh, those games that I played before, you know, for it to be... That, like, I could see you losing time as a kid. I could see parents getting pissed at their kids <laughs> because all they do is play this game. Like, this this is a game I could definitely see myself as a kid to be like, no, I'm going to stay inside. I need to play this game a, a bit more because I do the same with games now. We're just like, no, I like this game. I'm going to keep on playing it because I want to progress. I want to I want to get yeah. 100%. I want to get there. And this seems to be, like, one of the first to do that. And I enjoy it for that much. There's a lot of respect. Nintendo knows what they're doing. And I, they're doing it because they're making the game. Not because for the money or anything. Because, uh, obviously, they're holding on to it because they know it's money now. But it feels like they they crafted this out of personal interest. And not mm. out of company obligation. Not because they're, you know, get back in the table. We need to make more, more money. It's just like, hey, we good want games, to make you know? this game. And yeah, yeah, and this is the game that we want to play, and this is how we would want to play it. And I, I could feel like there's there's really a lot of uh, tension that went into this game, and I I really appreciate it for for what it was. If I were to play another Zelda game after this, which one would it be? I think Wind Waker's the one. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I was gonna say maybe uh, Majora's Mask. Cause that's the next one uh, that came out in the series, but. That's essentially like I, had, when, I mean, Jorah's Mask is like really great. It's very unique. It's, it's um, one of a kind. It's one story of story wise. Absolutely. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's like it's basically like the same mechanics as Ocarina of Time because it's built on the same engine and everything. Uh, so it's not like going to be a completely unique gameplay experience like Wind Waker would. But if you're like really loving Zelda games after uh, after Wind Waker, uh, I would really recommend Majora's yeah. Mask and that's, as well. And Majora's Mask is the darkest of all of those games. It is. It's inc- it is yeah. It's, it's incredibly bonkers. dark in tone. Like it's it's like kind of. It's a game that can make you scared of the moon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a scary game. Like that, I, I'm just going to say, that, that's a scary game. It's a very... And there's a lot of death in it. There's a lot of, like, heartbreak. Yeah, and, like, in, in pain. It's, yeah, and, like, there's some weird yeah, twisted like, stuff in there. It's so... Oh, oh, man. All right, I'm sold. Thank you. As long as it's not, if you're saying, because the only other game... I've only played two other Zelda games for, like, a little bit. Like, when I first got the Wii... I got Twilight Princess, and I played maybe an hour into that one before I said, "You know what? I'm, I'm not sold on it." And I, I went to play. Something. That yeah. game is struggles to yeah. get started. That game really struggles to hit its stride. Whereas, yes. Ocarina gets right into it. Like it, it, it hits the ground running. Um, Twilight Princess. After, after it though, I, I disagree because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of talking points and let's kind of like okay let's I want to get to the next one let's go 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 in in Ocarina of Time in this one and there are bits where they move forward but then there's more dialogue and there's introduction and sure I get it in the, in the story but that was my eye roll and but again stick with it I know how these games are it needs yeah, it needs yeah. to build whereas um, in Twilight Princess it's not just story stuff that bogs it down it's like needless tutorialization of everything yeah yeah the first dungeon in that game is essentially an extended tutorial which it kind of is an ocarina of time too but in twilight princess it takes a very long time and it's not nearly as like engaging as the great deku tree is in the ocarina oh, of time. oh i just thought of two other critiques of this game that really annoy me um <laughs> yeah. i cannot stand and this is to sell the games in general, that you have to do certain quests to increase your wallet size. That shit makes no sense. Oh, it's, yeah. It's really dumb, that. but s- small critique. And then, um, I don't know what Nintendo, what their issue is, but they cannot seem to figure out horse mechanics at all. Like, the horse... Epona <laughs> is terrible in this game. Like, it's, she really is. Like, she doesn't listen like it's it's really kind of she's not great i i tend to not even use her i i called her twice and, I, and she never came <laughs> or or she'll get like hung up on something it's like where the fuck that's what it was she, she got stuck on something but she's like, like stuck like, on a fence post or something yeah uh hello <laughs> yeah uh, it's um calling your name let's go but the quest where you get her as an adult and then to escape the branch you have to jump over the wall that is that's, that's pretty that cool. part is really cool but like i don't like using her like, and you know what? Same is said in Breath of the Wild. The horses suck in that game. Oh, the horses are shit yeah, they, in Breath of the Wild. Well, I think far worse than than. A and you know what? The horse time. sucks in Twilight Princess too. Like they haven't figured out horse mechanics yet. Honestly, um, they should go talk to the Assassin's Creed Two people because the horse in that game is actually dope as shit, and it works and it works really well. Yeah, works like, well. Opponent sucks in all these Zelda games. Like she's not. She's not. She's such like an iconic, you know, thing to me. Like, a, like I don't want to say character because she's not really a character. I would say, but like, you know, the boy in his horse. You know, like it's 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 cute. But uh, I never use her. 
ever, unless I have to, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all. That's all my critiques of this game. I give. Yeah. I give. Well, this, you just want to like sit here for another hour and just talk about all yep, the other let's games do that. in the series. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> well, I'm not prepared for that. Um, all right. So I give this game seven useless megaton hammers out of twenty skulltillas. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Well, that was that was that was more arbitrary than usual. <laughs> That's my shtick. That's my thing. <laughs> arbitrary rating systems. <laughs> Yep, I give this five big Goron swords out of five. It is just still my favorite game. Obviously, I don't think it's the best game I've ever played, but it's still my favorite game. And I I think it might always remain that. This game is fantastic. I love every time I play it. Even looking at it with a very critical eye for this playthrough, it holds up amazingly well, and I'm just always so happy and joyful whenever I get to play it. I love this game. What? I, li- I like this game. I feel like I've been spoiled on a lot of my uh, a lot of other games and all new mechanics. But again, I give this game a, a lot of respect. It's not my favorite. I'm happy to finally say I have a Zelda game mm-hmm. under my belt. Like I, I feel like that's a big hurdle for for me. <laughs> so I, and, I, and it was it wasn't spoiled. I I enjoyed it. There was I, I I'm kind of excited to play a new another one in the series because I I, I would want more items. I'm so used to there being more items in a game now, you know, and just more uh, puzzles to mm-hmm. use those items on. And so I'm excited. I wanted to see that. If that's going to happen further on, then that'd be great. More characters, more more uh, item, more uh, equipment to use. I would like that too. So, I mean, in this part, yeah, I mean, I get this, you know, whatever, if that's a grading scale you guys are doing, I don't know, six ice arrows out of 15 fire arrows? I See, you know. I love it. It's catching on. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> I just come up with stupid rating skills that don't mean anything. It's great. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, I, I, I enjoyed the game for what, for what it was. I'm happy that I, I got to play it. Uh, I think there are better games out there, but as far as, I I mean, my experience with Zelda, I was I was happy with this game. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I think that's a lot to say for someone who's never played a Zelda game and for someone who's been so, so spoiled in other games. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got to, got to play it too. And thanks for, thanks for guest, uh, participating on was, this podcast with us and giving us an excuse one to talk about <laughs> yeah. Ocarina of I was, Time. I was trying to, <laughs> the, the noises before the, yeah, 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 I'm done with that. Shoot. I'm done yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, because you're, like, you're constantly rolling. It's like, hip, 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 hip. Because rolling is just a little bit faster than running, so you're always rolling. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, actually, before we end this episode, I want to ask one one question to both of you guys. What was like your favorite song? Because there's there's a lot of iconic music throughout this entire game, right? But like, which Temple song did you like the best? Uh, because they're all because they're all very different. They're all very different. I like the Forest Temple music. Yeah. I actually there was a good time in college where I would listen to the Forest Temple music while I was <laughs> studying. Awesome. No, I, I agree. I, that was the one favorite thing about the Forest Temple. Besides that, and in the actual structure of it as well, I like Zelda's uh, lullaby. If you're talking about ditties that you're playing yeah, on the ocarina, yeah. there. I I find myself whistling uh, Zelda's lullaby all the time. Like, all the time, like, if I, like, trying to, like, 
have a song in my heart. Like it's it's that one. Better Whistler. Trying to get yep, to sleep. Yep, or something. I'm just listening to Zelzal by to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> like I I can't whistle really well, so I can't do it. Yeah. Song of Storms. Well, I'm just <laughs> showcasing the whistling, Jake. All right. Um, my favorite is actually the Fire Temple. Was it the the Bolero Fire? I love that song. So cool to me. I don't know what it is about that song, but just like ah. Uh, and I like playing that one. I like anytime you have to use the A button um, on the on the ocarina. I don't know why I like I like that. It could have been just as easy just to use C buttons. No, they had to include the A button on that ocarina. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think that about does it. Uh, Eric, do you want to plug anything? Your your podcast maybe. Everyone, MovieGuysPodcast.com, a B-Roll Network, where you can find this show, you can find ours. It's a fantastic group of people, and I uh, like keeping it in the family. You guys, thanks for having me on. This was good to talk about. I learned a lot of new stuff about, about Zelda and just kind of the nostalgia that comes with it. I can really appreciate awesome. a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Eric. We appreciate it. And I actually just guest starred on a uh, Movie Guys podcast where we talked about Zelda Homecoming. Or not Zelda. What? Spider- Z- Zelda, Zelda Homecoming. Homecoming. That's a movie I watched. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, that, came, that, that movie's great. like that movie a lot. Um, anywho, J- Jake, do we have any other like stuff we need to talk about? Um, no, just, I guess, uh, to announce the game. Oh, and, uh, we have the Twitter, right? Uh, oh, yep, yep, Twitter, uh, you can tweet at us at, at, I like that game, or we're, uh, still on, uh, on Gmail at, uh, hey, I like that game. Yeah, send in your, your questions or your requests for games that we could do. Um, I still don't think we've gotten a legit email yet, so somebody send something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Russian <laughs> uh, So next game, what I mean, what are we gonna do, Jake? I mean, like we're gonna do another. We're either gonna do a really long game, or we're gonna do something a little more isolated. I'm gonna leave it to you. Like, just pick your game right now. We'll stick to it. Um, I was thinking we do uh, do a little bit of shorter one. So it's been a while since we recorded. I was um out and about traveling for a while, and I'm going to be out and about traveling again uh in the near future. So I want to do something quick so we can record before mm-hmm. I before I leave. So, uh, the game I'm thinking for the next one will be uh, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader. It's a pilot Star Wars game, launch Mm -hmm. title for the GameCube. Uh, It's a whole lot of fun, at least I think it is, and we'll we'll find out. Find out next time on Hey, I Like That Game. Does that... Yeah! I think that's it. I think we're done. (laughs) 